Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Save up to $450 on a Gibson Les Paul Studio Deluxe, up to $900 on a Gibson Les Paul Trad Pro 4, or save up to 20% on other select Gibson guitars. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are listening to a Hive Talk Live Stinger. Buzz Buzz. Yes, welcome in. This is a Hive Talk Live Stinger, a little short burst of Hornets talk for the hardcore fan. I'm Doug Branson, and I'm joined by my co-host and writer for AtTheHive.com, David Walker. David, welcome in. Doug, always good to be here. Nothing like a little surprise stinger, right? Just a little something to whet the just appetite. A, just a little surprise stinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So this uh, this stinger is uh, going to be one of six stingers that we'll do for the Hornets all-time team that AtTheHive.com is putting together. We're going to talk about our picks for the point guard position. But before we do, wanted to give a quick reminder to listeners out there that September 1st, Tuesday, September 1st, we're back on our regular season schedule, 6 o'clock p.m. You can find us at atthehive.com or hivetalklive.com, again, live Tuesdays at 6 o'clock p.m. Okay, David, point guard, let's get to the picks, uh, our picks. Uh, I went with uh, – so actually, before we do that, before we talk about the picks, I guess we should lay out the the parameters of this Hornets all-time team what goes into this decision, I'll let you take that, David. Right. So it's anyone who has ever played on an NBA team in Charlotte. So it goes back to the Charlotte Hornets, obviously the original Charlotte Hornets up through the Bobcats and now, of course, to the current Charlotte Hornets. So anyone that has played in Charlotte in the NBA uh, in a sanctioned game with a real uniform and referees and coaches and fans and – Basically, you got two positions for two two slots for each position, so essentially a first and second team. And this is an all franchise team. So, tell me if you read this differently, Doug. But essentially, you know, you could have your reason for picking your all franchise team, and I could have a a reason for picking mine. Mine is generally the best players to make an all franchise team. But I think we've seen some entries that maybe have some sentimental some sentimental picks as well. So that can vary, and, and we can talk about that a little bit. But essentially, you're picking your top two at each position, one through five. And then we've got two wild cards uh, that we'll break down as well. Yeah, again, this is a this is a very personal thing. Like, everybody's going – this is not – we're not trying to pick the definitive Hornets all-time team. We're, we're really just sort of talking about personally uh, who do we associate with being a Hornets all-time team so it's a great point, David. Just a, something to start discussion. So definitely uh, leave us a comment. Who who is your Hornets all time team? We want to know, uh, uh, you know, for future editions uh, of these stingers and also the the stuff that you'll find on atthehive.com. So with that said, let's talk about our picks. I for point guard, I went with Baron Davis and Muggsy Bogues. Uh, so Baron Davis first team, Muggsy Bogues second team. You went with Baron Davis for your first team selection, and then your second team selection was Kimba Walker. 
So yeah. we'll talk about Ki- we'll talk about Kimba and Muggsy, a couple of uh, shorties. We'll talk about uh, Kimba and Muggsy here in a second. But I want to touch on why both of us decided to go with Baron Davis at number one. He uh, began his career in Charlotte at the turn of the century, 2000, drafted by the Hornets. Some rare Hornets draft luck there with uh, with B. Diddy. And he only played three seasons uh, before, of course, the Hornets moved to New Orleans. So, David, only three seasons. Why does Baron Davis make your pick for the Hornets all-time team? It's interesting when you start looking at these, Doug. I mean, there's not many guys that played, you know, that's kind of an average term, I would say, at least for some of these point guards. I mean, Muggsy is obviously a 10-year vet, and guys like he and Dell. Uh, are going to have more minutes on the floor for the Charlotte franchise than a lot of these players. But for me specifically on Barron, I think he's the most dynamic point guard this franchise has ever seen. Uh, you mentioned his his draft stock or, or where he was drafted, and and it's funny because he was third overall draft pick, right? That I sounds believe. correct. I could look that yeah. up. Yeah, so I think his third overall draft pick came in with you know uh, uh, some promising hype and it actually paid off which was a fun thing to watch at the time and to me uh you know he averaged 12.6 points a game uh for the hornets 3.7 rebounds 6.5 assists so you know wasn't scoring the most out of any of these point guards uh was an all-star selection which i have to admit that did play a little bit into my picking of this team because i generally try and construct the best team of the collection of players that we have. So that does weigh heavily for me, just as far as, you know, ability on the floor. And we should mention it is limited to how they played in Charlotte. So, um, you know, we're just judging them on their time in Charlotte. But like I said, Baron Davis to me was, was a guy who stood out league wide as a dynamic point guard and a dynamic player. And for me, he was, uh, you know, the face of some of those teams, even though he was only three years, a young guy just getting going, but had an immediate impact and, and was really valuable uh, for the Hornets and, and league-wide, like I said, to be kind of a recognizable face. Yeah, with my selections, I went with a, a mix of both performance and yeah. what they meant to the fan base. And you'll you'll definitely see that when we eventually get to the center position. I'll give you a wink-wink hint-in on that. But <laughs> uh, Bismack. Uh, but – so, spoiler, so I, I sort of alert. spoiler alert. I tried to, uh, I tried to balance the two. So performance wise, you know, again, he didn't have a, a scoring season that ever matched up to the ones we're seeing out of Kimba. But uh, his best season, his most defining season, of course, his All Star season in 0102, averaged uh, about sixteen, uh, eight rebound or eight assists, four rebounds. But it was almost a two-point bump in his PER from uh, 2000. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he, he had his his best year for the Hornets in 2001, 2002, and, and that was almost a really big year for the Hornets. So he had his defining season. We almost made the, the conference finals that year. And he had a defining moment in that playoff series where he had the the, the shot – the winning shot in that uh, Orlando series called back it should have been a buzzer beater. There was 0.7 seconds left on the clock, David. And back then, they didn't think that that a player could put up, could catch the ball and put up a shot in less than a second. And so there was sort of a tip-in rule 
a, you know, an unwritten rule that you had to tip it in if it was, you know, a second or under. Mm-hmm. And, and that play, even though, again, it was called, it was called no good after, you know, it, of course, review wasn't an issue or review wasn't available back then. But after they took a look at that play, they said, wait a minute, we got to go rethink this. So, I mean, Baron Davis literally with that play, uh, then the Hornets would go on to win in overtime, thankfully. But with that play changed the NBA as a Hornet. So, yeah. you know, I took that into I took that into account. But I think also uh, you put it succinctly and Chris Barnwald did a good job on AtTheHive.com and his latest article about Baron Davis. He was a, an extremely dynamic point guard early in his career when he played for the Hornets. I mean, he he was just a – he skied, man. I mean, he just yeah. – he could throw the ball down. You never knew what was going to happen. He had that big game capability where he could score 35, 40 points. He could completely take a game over. And I think finally the reason he's number one in, in both my list and my heart – I mean, he's the only Hornets jersey I own – is he has sort of a first son mentality to our generation. Because I think bo- me more so than you did not grow up with the Zoe, LJ, Muggsy teams. Sure, this was sort of the first generation of 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 our generation, my generation. So he has a first son mentality with me. So again, that's just a, another factor that goes into B Diddy making my first team point guard. Yeah, and you mentioned that team uh, that almost got to the conference finals. That's the you know that, that's the deepest the Hornets as a franchise have ever been. Lost uh, game seven the to the Bucks in yeah, the and, in the semis. Yeah, yeah, and he was the point guard on that team. Played about played forty minutes, you know, uh, a, a night that season. Uh, Eighteen Crazy. points a game, uh, a little eight and a half assists. So, I mean, he was putting up the numbers. Well deserved All Star bid. And, you know, like we said, it was a dynamic player. Of course, they moved to New Orleans, I believe, uh, 203. So it's not like mm-hmm. he left or was traded, stayed with the franchise. It just wasn't in Charlotte, unfortunately. Yeah. And then would go on to do some nice things with Golden State, of course. And uh, he's trying to make a comeback. You know, I it, it, obviously, that, I, I wish him the legit? best. Well, I wish him the best. I don't know if it's going to really work out. Um, but. You know, again, he's one of he's not only my unquestionably my favorite Hornet of all time. He, he's one of my favorite NBA players, so of all time. Yeah, uh, that and again, was a, I think that was that was an easy one. I think. I mean, that was probably the the easiest selection. Well, there was a couple easy ones, but certainly that was uh, didn't have to think long on that one. Yeah. So okay, let's move on to our second team selections. I went with Muggsy Bogues. You went with. Kimba Walker, why did you go Kimba? I, I imagine that it was it was either Kimba or Muggsy for you, or you could correct me if I'm wrong there. It was actually uh, between – I was looking at David Wesley pretty hard. and so See, when, I think when, he's a shooting – you don't think he's a shooting well, guard? and that's why. I mean, because when he and Barron were there, right, they were the bodyguards. I mm-hmm. believe that was the nickname that they had. And they both kind of played the guard position. Uh, but David Wesley, I mean, did play some point guard. Um, and his stats were pretty good. I mean, those were good teams as well. But I think at the end of the day, you look back on those, and he did play a little more two-guard or certainly started out the game that way. Um, with Muggsy, you know – What do you have against Muggsy? How does he, I, I, how does he go to fourth well, on your list? Well, 
he's not necessarily not officially fourth. I just said I was looking at David <laughs> pretty hard. Don't yeah, hedge it me, now. For for me, Muggsy certainly, like I said, has the longevity. Played ten years, um, average just under nine assists per game, which is is the franchise leader. So he had that going for him. But for me, obviously, there was a huge hole in his game when it came when it comes to offensive production from him shooting, and then he was always going to be somewhat of a liability on on defense as well. And he played on those teams with Lo, uh, Zoe, Larry Johnson, Kendall Gill. Uh, some of the first good Hornets teams uh, that came around and they were exciting to watch. And trust me, I mean, Muggsy was a hero for, I mean, every kid in Charlotte, for, uh, you know, from 1989 on because they were, you know, the same size as him and he was out there doing it. So not a knock against him, but the more I started to look at Kemba and what we've seen from him, you know, his, his first three years in this league, so much has been heaped on him at times. He has been asked to not only distribute – but be the main scorer at times, be the face of the franchise a lot of the times, be the main guy. So he's put in a lot of those positions that maybe Muggsy wasn't put in into shot clock situations. You know, he, he's going to have attempted more shots after this year than Muggsy attempted probably his whole career in Charlotte. So he's putting up a lot more shots, obviously averaging a lot more points, um, not as quite as many assists. But to me, Kemba has maybe quietly been underrated uh, certainly, I guess in my mind, because looking back at this, he didn't pop in to my head right away, but everything that he's been asked to do, I think has been pretty good. I think he has that dynamic element to his game. A lot like Baron Davis, they both wanted the ball. They both had that, you know, clutch gene. And we've seen that from Kemba for sure. I just think the surrounding group, obviously that he has had has not always been the best. And he's been asked to do, a lot, and that's why we look forward to this year when maybe he's got some more help out there, more shooters. Uh, but he's done enough right now to me to to again, if I'm picking the best, I'm backing up Baron Davis with my next best choice. It's Kimba Walker. Well, listen, you make some salient points. I disagree <laughs> with most of them, but <laughs> but damn it, if they're not salient. Um, here's the thing. So again, I, I think <laughs> we should note here that you and I have a little bit of a different philosophy when we're putting this together because you are, sure. you, you want to go for best or what you see as the best possible player where as when I'm putting this together, I'm looking at guys that defined the Hornets franchise that had a, I put a lot of weight on having a defining season and I put a lot of weight on guys who uh, put the Hornets franchise on the map or, or you know, put them on the national scene in, in a certain way, and I think Muggsy definitely did that. I mean, to yeah. me, he he broke a stigma, right against against guys of 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 that height being in the NBA, and and in my mind, and this is sort of simplistic to say, but in my mind, there's no Kemba without a Muggsy. There, there's no guys that could be of that height and play the point guard position without Muggsy coming in and, and paving the way and saying, look, I, we can do this. And, and of course, they're two different players. Kimba is a primary scorer kind of guy, and Muggsy, he didn't really need to score on those teams. I mean, he was surrounded by, you know, uh, not only Zoe, who was sort of the dominant scorer, you know, down in the post, yeah. but you had LJ, you had Wingett, you had uh, Curry, uh, yeah. who was obviously took a lot of shots, took a lot of the usage there. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean Muggsy, I mean, never even averaged 
10 field goal attempts per game in a season. But again, so, I mean, he, that tells you. The fact, the, well, the fact that he could, again, the fact that he could make the impact that he did without scoring is in my mind a testament to, to what he meant to the franchise and what he meant to the NBA. And, and that 92-93 season, uh, in my mind, was was his defining season because he, he nearly averaged or he may have averaged uh, 10 assists per 36. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, he just – with a team like that that was built with, with Zoe and LJ, I mean, you needed a really, really good distributor. And if we learned anything in the past couple of seasons where the where the Bobcats or and the and the Hornets have struggled is not having that elite distributor, that elite playmaker. And Bogues was that guy. One of the issues, yeah. Bogues <laughs> was that guy. And he did it, you know, again, with uh, breaking a stigma against guys of, of that height. So that's why uh you're wrong. <laughs> and, and I'm right. Um, All good points for sure. And again, he he's got the longevity. He was here, and he did it for over a long period of time. So I mean, you know, there, you brought there in any- fact you made my case. Like you brought that up. I didn't even think about sort of the longevity that he was here for so long. He basically he wanted to stay longer, and he sort of got pushed out. I mean, he could have stayed here his entire career. Oh yeah, I mean I'm sure. So, um, and you're and you're right. And he's got the turnovers. Uh, you know, he, he was better. Uh, uh, taking care of the ball probably than Kemba is. Um, Kemba's obviously a better scorer, and, and it's not like either one of them are, are locked down defenders. I mean, they're both going to be somewhat of a liability on defense. I'm um, still waiting on Kemba's defining season, too. That that played a role in my mind. Um, I, I think his his most defining season was probably 12-13, uh, and, the, and the then Bobcats didn't even make the playoffs. You know, I mean, the, the playoff year uh, – Two years ago, really that that season was defined by Al Jefferson more so than Kimba Walker. Yeah. So again, I, I'm waiting for Kimba to make that to have that statement year. And if he does that this season, then I could be ready to to talk about Kimba over Bogues. But I but I That's need fair. that. I need that defining season. That's fair. Sure. Uh, and again, we're, we're picking them from a little bit of different uh, directions or different areas. But um, I, again, it just came down to me that if I'm filling out a team, I'm taking Kemba over, over Muggsy, even though, and, and you know, obviously it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since we saw Muggsy play. We need to see Kemba. This could, this could be possible. Obviously, we need to see Kemba guard MJ like Bogues famously did. Hey, and Bogues yeah. shut him down. He shut him down. He shut in this prime, at least well, for a possession. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I mean, you, you, we've been waiting for Kemba to make that jump. And, you know, if that happens this year um, or, or in the next couple of years, then you may be a little more inclined to agree with me. Well, but because because Kemba has, the, Kemba has the ability to make the jump to a star-level player, whereas yeah. Muggsy, because he couldn't score – Right, could could not do that. Yeah. So again, that's yep. where I, I'm saying it's Muggsy now, but Kemba certainly has all the opportunity in the world being a young player, and and he's going to be you you would think with the franchise for several more years, he has that opportunity. All right. That's so fair. last any any last words? I mean, the jury no. has already found uh, me the winner, but any last words? Well, I mean, if we could only bring out NBA Jam. 
could truly <laughs> decide this. Maybe we'll have to do that. There you uh, go. Yeah, but I, I'd be interested to see. I'd be interested to hear what some of the other folks think because I'm sure there'll be a lot of folks in the Muggsy camp. And like I said, I was kind of surprised the more I started looking at it, uh, just the type of player that, that Kimba is right now. You know, it was enough for me. But you know, if, if you you're if you're just nostalgic, that's fine. If you're just picking it on skill level, I think that Kimba versus Muggsy is a hard decision. I think that when our next stinger that we're going to do on the shooting guard position oh could also could also be really really tough so uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be the most hotly debated one i think stay tuned folks buckle in because a lot more stingers a lot more posts to come on at the hive this is the hornets all-time team that we're putting together here uh, make sure to tell us what you think leave a comment uh, in this post and also tweet us at hive talk live and we'll get a little discussion going uh, on social media. Follow us there uh, on Twitter at Hive Talk Live, Facebook.com forward slash Hive Talk Live, Instagram uh, at Hive Talk Live as well. And again, we're back on the air, full show, September 1st, 6 o'clock p.m. Set your reminders. And uh, also our summer, our summer video series continues into September. That's it's, it's kind of summer still. We filmed them in the summer <laughs> at least. Um, summer. And that's And David, uh, you're up. You're up, buddy. This is your turn now. That's right. We had some fun filming that with uh, coach Dwayne Cherry from Charlotte country day, breaking down some of the new additions. So be on the lookout for those. I think, uh, I think it's an enjoyable watch. If nothing else, you'll see some good highlights. Yeah, look for that on Monday uh, and uh, go check out the the other ones that I did with uh, Seth Partnow. You can uh, see those on atthehive.com. This was the Hornets all-time team, our picks for the point guard position. Until next time, let's swarm, Charlotte. Mm-hmm.